0: welcome to another informative episode of alberta doctors digest brought to you by the alberta medical association you've tuned in to one of the many stories from our online publication at add.albertadoctors.org we're the flagship source of information and opinion of the alberta medical association advancing patient-centered quality care by advocating for and supporting physician leadership and wellness let's get started well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Alberta Doctors Digest podcast, brought to you by the Alberta Medical Association. As always, I'm your host, Editor-in-Chief Marvin Polis. For this episode, I have two guests joining me remotely. I have Chris Eastham and Phil Alley. They're both with Tesser, and like I said, they're joining me remotely. Of course, we're in COVID times right now. We're socially distancing by quite a lot, really. Phil is in Calgary, Alberta, while Chris is near Vernon, British Columbia, and I'm near Edmonton, Canada, in my studio, so the closest we're getting here is 300 kilometers and more. So I think it's very appropriate, especially given our subject matter today. Phil, let's start with you. Tell me what you're up to at Tesser.
1: So at Tesser, it's a, a company that started through the, the pandemic. As it started to move forward, we were looking at ways that we could help make a difference. The biggest thing that we saw was there was a need for helping stop the spread, as well as helping uh, frontline medical workers or anybody who needed PPE. There was a, a real shortage coming around. So at Tesser, what we've done is create a UBC uh, sterilization box what we're working with is, is under Health Canada direction on what they want to see in terms of the ability to kill the genetic material in pathogens, bacteria, and viruses to completely sterilize any, any hard surface object. But additionally, the big one that we're going for is the N95 masks, uh, as we see a real use for that in the world, whether there's a shortage to make sure that we're, we're helping save lives, Or even if it's on the other side, help reduce costs of the PPE um, industries and places that weren't using PPE before that now are and needing to use 10, 20 masks a day. If we can find a way to reduce that down to one or two masks a day we feel we can make a a large difference when it comes to the PPE reuse.
0: Okay, so obviously we're, we're in times right now where PPE can be hard to come by, particularly things like the N95 masks. So I guess with this device that you've invented, at the end of the day or at the end of my shift, I don't need to throw away the mask, right? It can be put into the device and it's zapped, so to speak, and now it's sterile again. Is that correct?
1: That is correct. So there, there's multiple different uh, levels that you can do it. So if you were wearing it to see between clients or to see and, and you were moving around during the day, uh, you could do viral sterilization cycles, which, you know, if your concern is about COVID, you can easily kill that uh, COVID virus in a, a short two-minute cycle um, in the N95 masks. It's a lot shorter on harder surface. Now with the Health Canada standards that we're reaching, we're actually getting it all the way up to full sterility. Uh, And that's what they want to see is that they could use it in hospitals, actual surgical rooms if they needed to um, in any sort of healthcare setting. So there's a a different variation of of how long you want to leave that uh, mask in there determined by uh, what your application is. But if you have just introduced N95 masks because of the pandemic and keeping patients, clients, or employees safe, This is, in my mind, a a perfect use for that, is you can do short cycles in between seeing different people, if you're worried about what's on the outside of your mask, or at the end of the day, you can clean it and bag it, or maybe even do it at the very beginning of the day as well, to just to make sure that you're putting on a a fully clean mask that you know know does not have the COVID-19 virus on it.
0: Understood. So, Chris, it seems like there are some obvious benefits here in terms of, let's say, cost, um, availability of PPE uh, would be the big ones. Tell me more about this.
2: Doctors or nurses or old folks homes uh, could be using um, different masks between patients. Uh, each one of those N95 masks could range between 3 to $8, depending on which one you want. And by using our technology to sterilize it, the cost that these companies are going to incur is obviously going to go down because you could reuse these masks. So Um, Obviously, apart from helping uh, stop the spread of COVID-19, we think that we can help companies save quite a bit of uh, money and efficiencies by, by using this technology.
0: Now, there really is an obvious benefit here in the medical field, in hospitals and clinics and that sort of thing. They would be going through hundreds, maybe thousands of masks a day. Can you handle that kind of volume with your devices?
1: So the device uh, for the COVID virus uh, can right now fit about 16 masks in it uh, and a two-minute cycle. So you can be cleaning 16 masks every two minutes and then reloading it through. So in terms of if you're looking at thousands, uh, there is would it be a need for a few more units than just that? Um, But we're also looking at possibly if the need for that continues and the pandemic rages on, we are looking at just building a a speeded up version that is purely just for masks. The product that we have right now is built for versatility in the way that uh, if you don't want it just for masks, there's still all the operating tools that you want to put in there, Um, even tools in, in a manufacturing environment where you're sharing anything uh, that can fit in there, as well as the other types of PPE that you see in terms of the visors that people wear. So the hard plastics um, react very well to the UBC in terms of uh, quick clean on those as well.
0: Phil, I want to return to the topic of certifications. You mentioned that you're working with Health Canada. Are you working with anybody else? I I think I heard that you're working with Alberta Innovates, for instance.
1: Yeah, so Alberta Innovates and Inatech, which is the uh, the technical research labs of the Alberta Innovates um, here, um, which is so a government funded um, government funded institution uh, that's put in place to help spur tech uh, or any innovations in Alberta, and that's something to try and move forward in the economy, whether it's in the oil and gas sector or outside of it. They've partnered with us, Inatech has in in validating this technology and continuing to test. One of the reasons we've been able to turn this around uh, very quickly is, is the help that we've received from Alberta Innovates, as well as uh, pulling in partnerships with the University of Alberta, one of the first universities to have the live virus uh, uh, available for testing in, the, in their level three biocontainment facilities.
0: Excellent. Well, I can certainly see how when COVID eventually dies down, I may still want to have one of these devices at my medical clinic. And maybe the focus isn't not going to be COVID-19 anymore, but maybe it's going to be influenza or the common cold or that sort of thing. Will I be able to have one of these boxes that will basically handle anything?
1: Yes, exactly. So, we are making the boxes reprogrammable too, because we're aware of well, it's COVID now, but what could it be coming up? So if you if you buy this box right now for uh, COVID sterilization, COVID sanitization, it's fine. We'll set that cycle time for what it is. However, if there's and it'll kill anything below that on the curves too, including the influenza virus, including. Um, I think we looked at the MS2 virus, uh, the MERS virus, other coronaviruses, which are what the scientists are saying are the most popular to cause uh, future pandemics. However, at any point, if there's any sort of an outbreak, an epidemic, a pandemic, any way you look at it, we can then reprogram those boxes for cycle times for whatever it takes to kill that virus, that bacteria, that pathogen.
0: Understood. Thanks, Phil. And Chris, how big is this device? Is it like The size of a microwave oven? Is it the size of a refrigerator? Put it into perspective for me.
2: Yeah, so I'd probably describe it as a large microwave. The actual space within the unit that can be uh, used for sanitization or sterilization is one and a half square feet, but I believe it stands, what is it Phil, two and a half by two and a half? Yeah,
1: it is 28 and a half inches by 28 and a half inches by 23 inches deep. So
2: um, it would be like a large microwave oven. The, the inside for where you can sterilize or sanitize is one and a half square feet.
0: This sounds like an amazing device that is going to be very applicable, particularly to healthcare. Where can our listeners learn more about it?
2: We post a lot of information on our LinkedIn. Uh, we also have a website, www.tesser.ca, as well as our Instagram, Tesser Tech.
0: Okay. And last word to you, Phil. Anything you want to add?
1: I really appreciate you having us on and. and helping us get uh, the message of what we're trying to do out into the world. Again, we feel this is applicable across Alberta, Canada, and and anywhere that's struggling with this. And our goal is to really make a difference. And, and that could be in our mind, we're talking about reducing PPE costs. But at the same time, we also look at it as a- any, any chance that we're reducing the spread Uh, or the probability that it's going to spread is going to save lives. And that's what's important to us at Tesser.
0: Well said. Well, Phil, Chris, thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you very much, Marvin. Marvin.
0: Thanks again for tuning in to Alberta Doctors' Digest, brought to you by the Alberta Medical Association. This has been just one of the many stories from the current issue of our online publication. You can read the entire publication at add.albertadoctors.org. See you next time.